So today we are doing our first ever bonus episode. That's it. But why are we doing a bonus episode, Tommy? That's the question. Mate, that was so beautifully natural and unscripted. Uh, <laughs> and this is the way, you know, just natural with us. We are doing a special bonus episode to say thank you so much to you, our loyal podcast listeners, because when we started this podcast, our goal was to help as many of our colleagues as possible with their finances, because no one teaches us this stuff. And for various reasons, uh, it's becoming increasingly important. And we honestly had no idea if people would listen, if people would find it useful. But after one year of the podcast, it's really clear that you do listen and you do find it useful. And there are loads of great podcasts out there. We just wanted to say thanks for listening to ours. So we are going to give you an eight-step plan that any doctor, dentist, nurse, or to be honest, anyone could follow to improve their finances. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you are looking to just get started, this is just gonna give you an eight step high level plan to improve your finances. So let's get straight into the episode. I'm, I'm thinking, because it's a bonus episode and I'm a bit bored of our standard introduction, should we just do an intro like now? Yeah. People know who, people know us by now. So I'm Dr. Tommy Perkins. Uh, I'm one half of Medics Money. Yeah, and I'm Dr. Ed Cantillo. Yeah, we're half of Medics Money. Um, and I'm sure everyone knows this by now, but I used to be a chartered accountant and a chartered tax advisor as well as a, a salary GP now. Worth pointing out that you still are a chartered tax accountant. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm still both all those things, <laughs> it, all in one. Awesome. So yeah, um, we were planning to do this on our first birthday, uh, but we accidentally missed our first birthday. Yeah, Partly my the first birthday. Well, that's the problem. I don't know because yeah. when I first started the podcast, I didn't know what I was doing. So I uploaded the episodes, and then Apple were like, "Our logo isn't right." I mean, if you've seen our logo, I kind of agree. Our logo isn't right. It's pretty garish and brightly coloured. <laughs> so I think I uploaded our first episode in like August, but it didn't come out until like September, October. But anyway, we might have missed our first birthday. So we might but... have missed it, but we might not have done. But yeah, as I said, we've got over 140,000 downloads now, which is absolutely nuts. We're regularly in the top 10 medical podcasts in the UK. We actually made it into number two spot, right? But Alex George, whose podcast I actually really like, he beat us to the top spot that week. Is that the, who's that? Is that the, who's Alex George? He's the, uh, the, medics, uh, the Love Island. But yeah, Alex, yeah, yeah. But his podcast is really good. I definitely don't listen to it because it's going to hurt us, but no, it is good. <laughs> and now over 4,000 of you have used Medics Money to find a new accountant uh, or independent financial advisor or mortgage advisor that specializes in doctors. So none of this would be possible without you, our little listeners, telling your friends about us, um, sending us feedback, which is amazingly useful, sending us your scenarios, which yeah. we, lo we love yeah. doing the scenarios. Yeah. Do that. yeah, and also leaving us the reviews. And maybe we should say that the reviews are not just for our ego, although they do help our self-confidence, shall we say? <laughs> but they help increase the visibility of the podcast, which helps other doctors, dentists, nurses to find the podcast. So if you could spare, if you're listening on iTunes and you could spare us a moment to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. I think we've got 49 reviews now, which is just oh, nice. amazing. Just thinking about the charts as well, really randomly, we ended up at like position 20 in the health and fitness category. Do we? Okay, health and fitness. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean... Um, I don't want to speak for you, but I don't think this is about health and fitness, and I wouldn't say we no, are. No, I definitely don't listen to me when it comes to fitness. Absolutely not. <laughs> Our career as fitness influencers would be very short-lived. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, we've been thinking about how we could show our appreciation and thanks to our our loyal listeners like yourself. And so we are going to do eight really simple high level steps that can help you. I mentioned the amazing numbers, right? And I don't want, you know, you like numbers because you're an accountant. But for me, the most rewarding thing about doing this podcast has been the hundreds of you that have emailed into us and said how it's helped you. Um, I remember when I realized how much I enjoyed doing Medics Money, someone emailed me a photo of them and their family standing outside their new house. And basically, they tried to get a mortgage from a mortgage advisor who didn't understand doctor's payslips. They said they couldn't get a mortgage. We hooked them up with a decent mortgage advisor who does understand doctor's payslips. And as a result, they got the house. And I don't know, I just felt like that was so rewarding. Um, so I've been blown away by how rewarding Sweet, yeah. Yeah, I find this. I know you have two. Yeah. Something kind of weird happened to me as well. A GP locum came to help out our surgery and I went to say hi to them and make sure they knew where the toilet was and how to get coffee, very important. The most important thing. Definitely. Uh, I think they were drinking tea actually, but anyway. They recognized me from the Medics Money podcast, which was really weird and I felt really uncomfortable about, but then they told us how they'd used the podcast to sort out their pension and I just felt like, you know, like really rewarding to me. That's really good. Yeah, I had a, uh, an F two who's doing a, a kind of a, oh, sorry, an F one doing a shadowing uh, week or taster taster week. He who, uh, who recognised me, came and sat with me, recognised me. That was quite that's quite good. It's quite cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. I I found it weird, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> weird. Yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen that photo. That's really nice. Like you, you know, I mentioned that photo before that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. I remember I, as a an ST1 trying to get a mortgage um my first first ever house or my only house uh and it was such a such a struggle yeah this is pre-makes money of course of course um I think the other thing to say is you know juggling medics money with our job as full-time doctors in the NHS uh, well I'm no longer full-time but anyway uh I've got a young family it's it's been really demanding and you know I think, Ed, your family's had some health problems, which has been really hard. But recently, I just feel like like I'm enjoying Medics Money so much. And I feel like it feels really sustainable. Like, I honestly feel like I could carry on doing this forever. Yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. We really enjoy, enjoy Medics Money. Yeah. And if it keeps helping people, we'll just keep doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think you could keep being a doctor forever? Uh, it turns out you define forever. <laughs> We'll see. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so let's just get into the tips, right? Because we just want to give you guys as much information to help yourselves uh, improve your finances. So I'm going first, and we are not talking about tax. Sorry, buddy. It's Tax is the most important thing in the whole thing, obviously, but you know, I'll let you go first <laughs> just as once. I think, you know, sometimes just getting started is the hardest bit. And if you've read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, he's talked about the two-minute wall. So if you're going to do one thing as a result of listening to today's podcast, I think it should be this. You should calculate your net worth. Now, net worth is really simple. It's a useful metric to track your progress. And simply, it's defined as your net worth is equal to your total assets minus your total liabilities. And I think it's really useful for several reasons. So I already mentioned one of them. It's an easy place to start, right? You've just got to start. Get get started. Number two, it's a great way to track and measure your progress as you hopefully build your wealth over your career. And at the end of the day, 
that's what this is all about, you know. Uh, if you want to eventually stop working and retire, it's just distracting me by spilling his hot coffee on. No, no, I, I didn't quite. I thought I was going to. I'm also really conscious about uh, making a noise when I put the cup down. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> I wanted to do this without an edit because it's a bonus episode. I think we can. Let's leave that in. Yeah. So number one, just get started. Number two, track your progress. And number three, it will be a way where you will actually sit down and you're going to have to analyze, you know, your bank statements. How much are you spending on subscriptions that you don't need and should probably cancel? You know, how much assets do you have? So I think it's just a good way to get started. And if you track your net worth every year, it's a great metric to see that although it takes a long time, um, you know, you are making progress. If your net worth is a negative number, do not panic. Both of us started with a significantly negative number of net worth. I mean, I was basically minus 85,000 of debt. Then I had a Peugeot 306, which I think I sold for about 650 pounds. So I can't do that in my head. But anyway, um, not very much. I was well negative. And also, when you get to, I actually remember when I got to a net worth of zero, and that felt amazing. Because if you can get from a net worth of minus 85 to a net worth of zero, you can get to a net worth of five figures or six figures. Because those habits that you've developed to get to a net worth of zero from a massively minus number, you, all you got to do is keep doing what you're doing. So if your net worth is negative, we've both been there, we've felt that pain, don't panic. It, it will get better, but it won't get better if you do nothing about it. So that kind of brings us on to tip two. What can you do about it? Yeah, so uh, tip two is thankfully all about, about tax, um, which is the, the key thing. But yeah, one of the key things really is, is to make sure you're paying the, the right amount of tax because it's really easy to, to overpay tax and not really kind of know about it or think about it. So, you know, one way to really decrease your total liabilities is, is to make sure you pay that correct amount of, of tax, okay? It's one of the biggest expenses you're ever gonna come across in your life. And keeping an eye on things like your tax code, making sure you claim uh, tax rebates for all your professional expenses. Uh, they're really, uh, really key things to, to do, okay? And uh, anything you can do to reduce your tax liability is gonna um, really pay off, okay? As you've seen, you know, in previous sort of podcasts, you do nothing about tax will almost certainly result in paying too much income tax. You may also end up paying too much in terms of uh, national insurance as well. You know, we've got quite a lot of uh, information on that on our website or previous podcasts. Um, the fact that we, as doctors, will you know change jobs in August, we change jobs quite regularly. The fact that we often do more than one job because we locum and that can be different trusts, that really kind of muddies the water when it comes to income tax and national insurance. So keeping an eye on these things is going to be really important to make sure you're not overpaying tax. Also, we'd really, really recommend you know drawing basic kind of annual checks on your NHS pension. I'm sure you're all aware of the problems with the pension um, and you really need to try and avoid any of those uh, punitive tax charges that can arise. Make sure you're getting your total reward statements, um, your annual allowance statements, um, make sure you get all this relevant documentation, okay? Likewise, you know, make sure you're keeping your, your P60 documents. You know, I'm sure you guys will be aware, but your P60 is the, the document you get that summarizes your income and tax bill for the the tax year that's just ended, your current employer will give you that. Uh, and also keep any P45s. When you leave a job, you'll be given a P45 by your the employer that you just left, okay? I also wanted to mention here as well about, this isn't so much about paying the right amount of tax, but just also make sure when you're considering tax to think about your, your marginal rate of taxation, okay? That's something we've talked about before. The, the marginal rate 
is the tax rate you're actually paying if you were given an extra pound of income, okay? So we all know that there are various different income tax rates. So you've got your 20% rate, the 40% rate, the 45% rate. And of course, those are slightly different in Scotland. There are a couple of uh, extra rates there as well. But, you know, you might think, well, if I get an extra pound of income, I'm going to get, you know, pay tax at, let's say, 40% of that. And that's mainly true. That usually is the case. But just think about um, there are situations where you might end up actually paying a higher rate of tax. Your, your marginal tax rate may be higher. OK, so a good example would be if you earn, imagine you earn exactly £100,000 and someone says to you, um, you know, we really need a locum. Can you um, do this locum shift? We'll give you, let's just say, it, the total amount of money they give you for ease is, is £1,000. OK. So you, therefore your total income for the year would be £101,000. Now, when you get above £100,000, your marginal tax rate uh, is actually much higher than the 40% because strange things happen. You begin to lose your personal allowance, for example. And at that point, your marginal tax rate is 62% rather than 40. So it makes it a bit less worthwhile doing that locum shift. So, you know, we, we have stuff about marginal tax rates, you know, we, you know, Please do read about that or listen to our previous podcast. But the, the key thing is, you know, it's not just your um, absolute tax rate. Just think about your marginal tax rate whenever you're doing anything. Definitely. And if you go over 100, you lose your child, some child benefits as well, right? So Absolutely, yeah. 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 The other thing is, I think the key thing there is that if you do nothing about tax, you will overpay. Like yeah, Inland Revenue, HMRC... HMRC are not going to phone you up and say, oh, hi, uh, Dr. Cantello, I noticed that you just paid £1,000 to take a GP exam. Did you know you can claim 40% of that back? Unfortunately, they're not going to do it. If you don't do that yourself, you're just going to pay too much tax. So if you yeah. don't do anything, you're going to overpay. Yeah, and they do have a, a, their kind of mentality is let's um, tax first and ask questions later or, or wait and see what happens. So, you know, definitely you need to be the one keeping an eye on these things because HMRC won't, won't do that for you. Definitely. And if you're thinking, oh my goodness, they mentioned so much stuff, where are all the links? I'm actually working on a upgrade to our website, which is going to get all of these links together. So keep an eye on your Medics Money emails because I'm going to send out a test because before we release it, I want to see what our email subscribers think about it. And they've helped us so much to improve our website over the years. I'm just going to ask them again. Yes. So it will have all of the links to all of this stuff. If you're wondering, how do I do my tax code? Link. Uh, how do you get the guide? Link. Um, I might be thinking about starting a limited company to save tax. There'll be a link. So keep an eye on your emails. And as ever, you know, we really love to get your feedback. It's yeah. what helps us improve, make it better for everybody. So thanks so much for that. Um, over 30,000 email subscribers now. Nice. I might get quite a lot of feedback, actually. Yeah, yeah. Your inbox might get a bit full. Yeah, um, but, but it's all appreciated. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's all your inbox, not mine, so yeah, more the merrier. <laughs> yeah, I'll just give out Ed's email. It's, uh, no, yeah. I won't say what it is. <laughs> okay, uh, tip three, protect your assets, okay? So you have worked incredibly hard to uh, study as a doctor, dentist, nurse, physio, and you are an asset that you need to protect. You need to insure yourself against disaster. Two ways you can do that. You need to get an emergency fund. And we talk about what the emergency fund is in the ebook. And you can download that for free at medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash ebook. But an emergency fund is basically what it says it's a supply of money which is readily available should you have an emergency. So we talk about why you need it in there. The second part of protecting your assets and yourself uh, is to ensure your income and your life. So 
I don't insure anything that I can afford to replace. I don't insure my phone, I don't insure my laptop, I don't insure my beloved surfboards, but I do insure mine and my family's future with income protection and life insurance. And unless you can afford your to pay your bills if you got sick or couldn't work, then you need to consider that as well. And there's two ways to get that. One is using a restricted advisor who does not search the whole market and may not get the best deal. And frustratingly, restricted advisors seem to dominate the medical uh, marketplace. And then the other way is to use an independent financial advisor who specializes in doctors like those on Medics Money. So really, really think about protection. Uh, emergency funds don't need an advisor to do that. You save it up yourself. Varying amounts about how much you need. Some people say three months, some people say a year. I would say that when I was a self-employed locum with a young family, I had a year saved up because you know that's not secure employment. Now I'm in a more secure employment, so I have about four months saved up. So read the ebook, have a think about that. Tip four. I'm gonna say sounds simple, but is under underpins everything. Spend less than you earn. So hopefully by now you understand why spending less than you earn is so vital, but you actually need to sit down and analyze your spending and set a budget. Budget is a horrible word, I know, but if you have a lot of debt or you're looking to improve your net worth, you need to know where your money's going so that you can do that. And hopefully you've already done that because you've just uh, calculated your net worth in tip one. So have a look in the ebook. Uh, it tells you how one doctor avoided spending 139,000 pounds on lunch at the hospital. Um, so we've talked about this before, but after night shifts, a coffee and a bacon sandwich for me is very, very valuable, but it is definitely not worth 139,000 pounds. Have you ever had a hospital lunch that was 139,000 pounds worth? Um, nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I imagine you spent quite a bit on coffee. Oh yeah, no, that's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, just have a look at that calculation where someone did nearly spend £139,000 on lunch. It's too much. Tip five, repay bad debt. So ebook goes into more detail about this, but you've got good debt, which is low interest, low cost debt, which is typically used to purchase an asset which may appreciate in value. I'm gonna throw the mortgage in there as an example. It's low interest rate debt, and it's used to buy a house, which in general uh, has appreciated in value. Bad debt is credit card debt, which is high interest and used to purchase things which depreciate in value like clothes or shoes. I'm gonna put car loans in bad debt as well. Bad debt, high interest rate debt is sucking down your net worth and you need to pay that off as a matter of priority. Ebook goes into much more detail about that. If you can repay that bad debt, then you can start investing. And once you start investing, that's how you can significantly improve your net worth. Which brings me on to tip six, which is invest for the future. So. In many ways, by training as a doctor, a dentist, a nurse, physio, or other professional, you've made an amazing investment in your future. But unless you want to earn every penny of your wealth at the coalface of your chosen profession, you need an alternative plan, and investing may be that. When you're working as a doctor or whatever, you're trading your time for money. But if you can invest, you can break that link between trading your time for money and get your money to work for you. 
And the earlier you start investing, the more you can benefit from what Einstein reportedly described as the eighth wonder of the world, and that is compound interest. So compound interest, key thing that you need to understand. And the other thing I'd say about investing is that um, I invest, I do not read the Financial Times, I do not trade shares, I don't wear red braces very often. It, investing does not need to be hard, okay? Investing can be easy. Uh, good investing is low maintenance, low cost, and boring. And there's loads of information in our ebook about this. We've got podcasts on it, we've got webinars on it, loads of information. Tip seven, get the right advice for the right price. So as a doctor, you know, unless your financial affairs are really, really simple, it's likely at some stage of of your career that you would benefit from getting advice from an accountant or financial advisor or even a mortgage advisor, as Ed said. So armed with the knowledge from this podcast and the ebook, you can get the right advice for the right price. And this is why we set up Medics Money, because we noticed that non-specialist advisors were more likely to give out incorrect information. So think that's probably enough about that. We've got loads of information. Yeah. And also you don't always need an accountant though or an IFA. 100%. So definitely are some things in there that you can do yourself. So, you know, make sure you're checking the Medics Money uh, blogs, podcasts for things that you can do yourself to save yourself yeah. some money there as well. I'm going to put in all the links for people to do themselves, but you do not need an, uh, a financial advisor to calculate your net worth. Yeah. You probably, as a junior doctor, do not need an accountant to pay the right amount of tax if you're a consultant or a GP or locum GP, I think you should seriously consider it. Protecting your assets, yep, gonna need a financial advisor for that. Spending less than you earn, definitely doesn't need a financial advisor. It just needs you to sit down, look at your expenditure and work out what you can trim. Repaying bad debt, doesn't need a financial advisor. Investing, you can do it yourself. You may choose to use an advisor. Uh, so yeah, there's like, I'd say the majority of this, you don't need advice for, you can do it yourself. And we've got all the links to help you to try to do it yourself. I think the thing for Medics Money is that we like to think about it like triage. So we triage our patients. And if we can encourage our patients to self-care, that is better for everybody. And so we encourage you to self-care where appropriate using all the resources on our site. And if you need advice, of course, you know where all the best advisors in the game are. They're on Medics Money. Final thing, mate, do you want to do this one? I can do. I think you've done quite a lot of talking. So I have. Uh, that's fine. I'm quite Was I just, talking uh, really fast? No, not too bad this time, right? You know, uh, it's, it's, it's quite good. But uh, I have to say, I've been quite enjoying just sitting here chilling. And, uh, you know, but <laughs> I will do this last tip just for you, Tommy. Uh, and, and the last tip we just, we're going to um, say, guys, is just make sure you, you stay up to date. In the same way that you're keeping your, your medical knowledge and, and skills up to date, the same is true for financial knowledge and, and skills. Uh, and as Tommy said, we're going to put some links and I think some QR codes as well. Maybe. Um, potentially, what we'll see. I mean, I don't know nothing about any technology, so uh, Tommy does all that sort of stuff. But <laughs> we're going to make sure there's some, some links um, and you should definitely try and keep up to date with the latest financial news. But of course, we're here to, to help. And I think there's a, a, an autumn statement coming up soon from uh, from Rishi on the 27th of October. And of course, we'll do a bit of a, a summary of that for you guys as well, just to help keep you fully in the loop. Yeah, perfect. And like, once again, just thank you so much. Like yeah, so many of you uh, are sharing this podcast with your friends and that's why it's growing. And if you didn't share it with your friends, it would just be me and Ed sat in my garage or laundry room yeah. with a microphone and, uh, board. and an as ironing board as a table. So thank you so much. We're so glad you find it useful. Keep the feedback coming. Keep the ideas coming. We love interacting with you guys and girls and just 
Thanks. And the final thing I was going to say is that maybe you're listening to this on the way to work as a doctor or other healthcare professional. That is an incredibly stressful job right now. Lots of people uh, are seem to be quite angry with doctors at the moment for whatever reason. But I just wanted to say thank you for what you do. You do an amazing job. You're contributing positively to patients' lives every single day. We know that's not easy because we're out there doing it ourselves. But just thanks for doing what you do. And um, hopefully we'll meet more of you out and about. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for your support and help. Take care. Take care.